Welcome to the Sermon Audio Podcast of Hill Country Bible Church, Georgetown. The podcast bringing you biblical messages that encourage you to put Christ at the center of everyday life. We're here to help you engage in the local church and to invite you into a life that matters through Jesus. If you have any questions about your next step, visit us online at hillcountry.life. And now for today's message. Good morning. I, so like Troy said, my name is Jonah Shirmizu. I have been at this church for 22 years, so a very long time. Like uh, Brian said, it, since I was something to a grasshopper, I didn't really catch it. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I I do a grasshopper, but to, to get to know me a little more. Uh, so I've been at this church for 22 years. This isn't the only church I've been at. I've also been at Texas A&M. Uh, Yes, that's indeed. Yep, that's right. <laughs> and uh, so I've been at Grace Anderson uh, there, which has been super awesome. And so I'm studying philosophy at A&M. That is my major, and I'm going into my senior year in, during this fall, which I'm super excited for. And hopefully that track will lead me into going to seminary and then full-time ministry or full-time ministry, then seminary. Still figuring that out, but, you know, I've got time. So, like I said, I've been here for 22 years. I've been in the youth group for uh, basically since I was able to, um, and I've done Backyard Bible Club for about eight to nine years, something like that. Too long. No, I'm just kidding. It's great every year. But um, eight to nine years, love every year of it. And I think one thing that we have to consider, though, is, is why, why do we do it, right? So, so I've done it for eight to nine years, but it's been going on years before me, so I think it begs the question as to why we do this. Why do we go out into the community and teach these kids about Jesus? Well, the answer to that would be the Great Commission. And so what is the Great Commission? Well, the Great Commission is the last command that Jesus gives us before he ascends to heaven. After he died on the cross for our sins and rose again three days later, he went to the disciples and spoke to them, and the last thing he said to them was this. It says in Matthew 28, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So I love this verse, and, and it's a, the English isn't quite uh, the best on verse 19. It says, therefore, go and make disciples. A better translation would be, be as you go. So as we're going about our lives to make disciples of all nations. And making disciples, that is the imperative in this verse. That is the command that Jesus is giving us. So as we go, make disciples. And so what is a disciple? Well, in the Greek, disciple, the word for that would be mathetes. And mathetes, in simple terms, is someone who learns or, or a follower. For us, that means doing life with God and making the Lord's name known by reaching people with the good news of God's grace. But before we kind of get into the, the, the real heart of the message, which, which hopefully my goal this morning is, is to shift our perspective and to give us a new focus on, on the Great Commission and the importance of it and why, why it is such an essential part of who we are. Before I get into that, I'm sure y'all are wondering what this disc golf basket is doing up here, and I'm so glad y'all asked. 
So I love disc golf. That is a sport that I've gotten into, if you can call it a sport, back in my freshman year of college. Super fun. I, I love playing it. And when I first started playing it, I was introduced to it by a guy in my small group named Blaze. What a name. And so Blaze kind of taught me the ropes on how to play disc golf. He, he taught me all the different discs um, and just how to play. And, and for those of you who don't know, disc golf is like regular golf, except cheaper and easier. So that's why I play it. <laughs> and one thing that I quickly realized when I first started playing is that I was really, really good. No, I'm joking. I was terrible at it. I kept hitting every tree and every rock that was within any radius of anywhere. <laughs> I basically was a tree magnet. I threw it and it would hit a tree. And, and the thing I realized pretty quickly was it was because of where my focus was. You see, when you've played disc golf and you focus on, on the trees and the rocks and you're like, okay, I need to focus on, on not hitting those things and not messing up, guess what happens? You hit the rocks and you hit the trees and you mess up. <laughs> so. One thing that I started doing was, was changing my focus, which is focusing on the basket, which is the goal. And when you focus on the basket, you get that beautiful sound of chains hitting the pole. And I think a lot of times we can treat the Great Commission like that. See, we have this goal that's laid out for us. It's, it's clear as day, and yet there's so many obstacles that are in the way of that that can keep us from not focusing on what's important. When we focus on, on things like whether, whether it be work, family, or friends, which are good things, but if we shift our focus too much in that, we lose sight of our purpose and why we are here, which is to make the Lord's name known. And our goal is to make disciples of all nations. And the reality is that we have to deal with as Christians is that everyone we have an interaction with will either spend eternity with us or they will spend eternity apart from us. Although that's not the best thing to think about, it, it's reality for us because we have this truth of Jesus and that allows us to be with him one day. And so we should be mindful of the people around us because each person, each individual has a soul that will either spend eternity with us or apart from us. And I think the biggest obstacle in trying to focus on the Great Commission is often ourselves. When, when I first started doing uh, anything kind of ministry related and I kind of was moving towards that direction, I knew I kind of wanted to do pastoral, but at the same time, I was, I was reluctant to do so because I did not want to speak in front of people. I, I had a big, like, you know, I, I, I didn't feel confident in myself. I, I was concerned about what other people thought about me and how I saw myself. And doing a career regarding public speaking was definitely not on the top of my list, and we see how that worked out. But the reason I was so concerned was because I was concerned with my own image and my own abilities. And it was a rude awakening to find out that I, in fact, didn't have perfect ability and perfect image to, to do so. But it's also a good thing. It's humbling. And it's good because in weakness, that is where God's strength is perfected. In 2 Corinthians, it says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. 
Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness, so that in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties, for when I am weak, then I am strong. His power is perfected in weakness. And if you don't think that you're equipped to make disciples and to share your faith, what is it that you're focusing on? Are you focusing on, on your abilities? Because I hate to say it, but, but we're not always going to be good enough, but it is in God that we find strength. We do not want to focus on our inability, but on God's ability. And he has gifted us each uniquely. He's, in areas he's given us different abilities, different talents, and in areas of weakness. Now that is where we see God's power. Take Moses and David, for example. Moses was the son of Pharaoh's daughter, kind of high ranking, and his people were in Egypt, enslaved, and he left that. And years later, God came to him and he said, I'm choosing you to go back to Egypt, talk to the most powerful man on earth, and tell him to let my people go. And when he did that, Moses was like, oh yeah, sure, of course. No, he didn't. He, 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 was, he was very, very adamant to do that. He's like, whoa, who, me? Nah, you don't want me. I can't speak eloquently. I can't, I, I can't lead these people. And no matter how many excuses he made, God always had an answer. And eventually he did go and, and, and let the Israelite nation out of slavery and led them for many years. And then for David, nothing was very special about him on the outside. He was the youngest son of his brothers. He was a shepherd boy with really no qualifications of being a king. And yet, God chose him to be the next king of Israel. He became a great conqueror, a great king, and he also became the line that, that eventually led to Jesus, which was which is a pretty big honor. But the point is, 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 that, is that Moses, although he was focusing on his inability, it didn't matter, because in his inability, God's strength was perfected. And with David, he didn't focus on what others thought about him, he thought about what God said about him. So I'd implore you all to, to, to focus on, on God's ability, not our inability. Back in March, I was in New York on a mission trip, which was super interesting. I, it was something I hadn't really done before. Uh, in the past, when I had gone on mission trips, it was more service work, uh, and, and now it's, it, was, uh, it was more ev street evangelism, which was just new territory for me. It wasn't a super, uh, I hadn't done it before. And so the way it would work is you'd kind of split into groups of three and you'd go into these certain stores and, and the same ones uh, over the course of four days. And the goal of doing that was so that when you see the same people there, you could kind of build that relationship. And through building that relationship, we would be given an opportunity to present the gospel and, and share our faith. And at, towards the end of the day, we'd kind of have a debrief. We'd talk about the way we saw God moved and, and just the things that happened that day. And one of the things that we brought up was how easy it was to evangelize when it was just such a short time because we knew that when we had talked to these people, we probably weren't going to see them again after this week. Which, although is true, it's also a bit sad because when you're only there for such a short amount of time, you can only do so much in building a relationship and really showing them the love of Christ. 
And one thing that we also talked about was how, although we have a short time there, where, where do we have an extended amount of time? That is at home. Home is where we have so many more opportunities, whether it be friends, family, or work, or, or uh, coworkers. We all have people in our life that may not know Jesus, but need to know him, and, and you can be the mouthpiece for that and, and show them the gospel. And I've been in church basically my whole life, like I said, 22 years, and, and I've seen so many people come and go and, and sadly waste their potential. But all we need to do is stop and say, your will be done. And that's something our students have done this past week, which I'm beyond proud of them for. They, they gave up their time, their treasure, and their talents to, to go out into the community, their home, and to teach these kids about the life-changing reality of Jesus Christ. And they did this not because they focused on, on, on their inability, but on God's ability. So we've talked about focusing on, on the Great Commission and, and, and God's ability, not our inability, but now I kind of want to talk about our potential. And, and there are three things to consider, I think, and we kind of already mentioned them, time, treasure, and talents. Although treasures and talents can be kind of diverse among each person, I think one thing we kind of have in common is, is this idea of time. I hate to be a downer, but, but we don't have all the time in the world. We get one life, and, and that's it. And our lives are, are just remarkably short, so how are we spending our time? In James, it says, now listen you who say today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business, and make money. Why, you do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. Our life is like a mist. Or for the older people in the crowd, dust in the wind might be a better, better way of thinking that. And we do not know what tomorrow will bring, and, and our opportunities are, are, are very slim. And if we do not focus on our purpose, which is the Great Commission, we will end up wasting the gift of time that God has given us. There's a quote from Amy Carmichael that says, we will have all eternity to celebrate our victories, but only a few short hours to win them. And I think that's a great perspective shift for us because it's hard for us to really think about eternity, I think, because we get so caught up in our lives with the distractions that are around us and it's hard for us as finite beings to understand something that is infinite. And yet, that's the reality we have to deal with. So talking about time, and we have talents and treasures. Although talents and treasures, like I said, might be diverse among each individual, do not discount yourself. Although we have different things, no person is, is better or lesser than the other. God has blessed us each with different gifts and abilities, and, and these things that are so diverse build the body. And the body is how we are able to do these things and to, to build the church and to fulfill the Great Commission. 
And we saw that especially this last week. Like Troy said, we had over 100 and, or about 150 volunteers, including prayer warriors, drivers, host homes, people donating snacks, and, and so many more to help contribute to Backyard Bible Club, but also to the Great Commission. So I'd encourage you, church, to pay, to pay attention to, to what you're focusing on, what you're spending your time on, and what abilities and talents and treasures you have been given that you can give to the church. We all have eternity to celebrate our victories, but only a short amount of time to win them. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this opportunity that you've given us to, to be here this morning. Lord, I just thank you for everyone who, who helped out with Backyard Bible Club this past week. And I th just, wow, just an, an amazing thing that they've, they've done. Lord, I, I would pray that we would focus on the things that are not temporary, Lord, but the things that are eternal. Pray that we would focus on the Great Commission and, and not the distractions in life and that we would not lose sight of, of our true purpose here on earth. Lord, I pray that we would be aware of, of the treasures and the talents that we have, Lord, the things that we can give to, to help build up the church, whether it be here or somewhere else. And Lord, I just pray that we would be aware of, of the short amount of time that we have here and that we would not, we'd not waste it, Lord. And Lord, I just pray that throughout this week that we would just remember our purpose, Lord, and rely on you throughout this week. I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So, thanks. So before I go, uh, we'll have a few people up at the front, uh, prayer warriors, if you want to talk to them about the gospel or, or the Great Commission, or maybe you just need prayer, they'd be happy to do that with you. And if you want any more information about um, our church or anything, uh, we'll have people out by the red tent to talk to you about that. So my charge to you this week, everyone, would be to, in the morning, the first thing when you wake up is not to reach for your phone but to sit down and, and pray and ask God, what would you have me do today? Thank you all for having me. You all have a wonderful week.